Okay, and here we are for the latest episode, the latest installment of Building New Realities. And my guest today is Jordi van den Buschen. Did I pronounce yes. that right? Y Jordi van den Buschen. You almost had it. You almost had I it. I nearly had it. I'm going to call you Jordi van. But look, I'm really delighted that you're, you're here. As I was saying before we started rolling, you're like a real proper genuine, genuine YouTuber who's been in this space and has got a big following and obviously kind of really down with what's going on in the digital explosion uh, we're seeing at the moment. So yeah, I'm really delighted that you can join us on Building New Realities. Yes, well, thank you for having me. Cool. Uh, I mean, what is your background is my opening question, but it seems a little trite, uh, given that, you know, you've got such a big reach and such a big, mm -hmm. uh, big following. I, I, can, I can run you through it. Okay, let's, let, let's, let's have a go. Yes, yeah, so uh, it started off with uh, high school and uh, finished my high school uh, during my, um, well, it's, it's more like college uh, here in the Netherlands. Um, I, I was going to go to university. Uh, I was considering becoming a doctor. Um, and that's when I realized I, I really didn't want to go and study for another X amount of years before uh, getting a job and uh, I had this hobby which was making YouTube videos and uh, I told my mom well listen you gotta give me a year I'll promise you I'm gonna turn this into a real job because back then it was really a hobby and um, this was when you know being a full-time influencer slash YouTuber really wasn't a thing yet um, and within this year uh, I managed to get my channel off the ground and and I was able to to make a very uh, a, a nice wage every month um, throughout the years I decided to build it out more I turn it more into a company um, and have it a bit more structured so I could actually uh, take days off instead of work 16 hour days every day without weekends or holidays or Christmas uh, or, or, or New Year's off um, and and I built it out to to become a big company um, and uh, in the meantime I've also uh, started a gaming company um, we've already released one game and another one is coming out next year I cannot say anything about it though unfortunately but it's gonna be big and it involves skateboards so uh, that's really cool um, in, the, in, the, in the same time, th throughout my career, I, I founded a bunch of companies. I, 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 I left a bunch of companies. And um, uh, as another hobby project, I jumped into the crypto uh, craze al already very early on in my YouTube career even. Started off with Dogecoin. Uh, then we jumped on Bitcoin and Ethereum. And and everyone was yelling, Bitcoin is a bubble, Bitcoin is a bubble, and no one understood Ethereum or smart contracts or anything like that. Um, got, got into that very early, uh, got into Chainlink super early too. And um, more recently, I've really been uh, researching NFTs and the whole metaverse, and I'm obsessed by it so much so that I've even said, okay, well, I'm, I'm taking a, a slight step back from my YouTube to focus more on, on developing this crypto uh, a business I'm working on and, and, and even uh, convincing my gaming company to do something with NFTs over there uh, just simply because I love it. Yeah, thanks for that uh, summary of your action. It sounds like you have been busy uh, over the Very last few years. Yes. I, mean, I mean, what I'm kind of fascinated in as well is is with someone like yourself kind of got started with YouTube and my take there is that, you know, it was just fun to do, you know, at the age mm -hmm. that you probably got into it, you're like, this is fun. 
Uh, I'm having fun doing it with my friends. I'm kind of expressing myself. Then other people are kind of you're getting an audience, and, and that's and that's a great thing when you're you know. What age were you when you started all that? At seventeen. Seventeen, yes. right? Nine so, years ago. So it's a great age to kind of have a hobby that you're passionate about and start to mm -hmm. get feedback. So you know, you kind of probably went into that quite naturally, uh, but then obviously you know the kind of the following and the amount of people and. The impact that then has is not natural or it's a new phenomena, mm -hmm. right? In the last yes. 10 years yep. that, that any kid, any person with the right equipment and the right energy and the right attitude can be another channel. You know, that is all mm -hmm. very new. Uh, and what I've sort of been reflecting on is, you know, obviously at the moment, you know, as we move into, you know, let's, you know, I'm going to say the M word early. I try and see if I can hold off saying the M word at least like 20 minutes into conversations. But, you know, as we move into sort of metaverse type territory, um, and, and there's a lot of unknowns there, right? Mm -hmm. You know, the, the metaverse is unknown. Um, and I, I'm really interested in this bridge where, the, you know, the impact of YouTube can't be underestimated when we look at its growth in the last 10 years. It's just phenomenal, you know. And mm -hmm. for, you know, I've got a daughter and, you know, she, she goes to YouTube. I go to YouTube to look things up. It's just incredible the way it's spread. Yeah. So I'm really interested at, at this kind of, current bridge we're at where at the moment youtube's yep. like oh this is a normal thing it's been around for ages even you know even though it hasn't uh and people are sort of taking that energy um to build and create yes. into, into yes. the into the very first step of what the metaverse might be and, of and, course and ultimately yeah. i guess we can agree that the metaverse is just an extension of the sort of digital roads and digital crossroads that now give us another leg up. I mean, yeah, crudely, we can say web one, web two, web three. Um, but all, all these bits coming together, like you mentioned with the crypto, with the NFTs, does your interest also branch out into kind of uh, immersive creativity, things like VR and- A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And, and I, own, I personally own way too many VR headsets. Uh, it naturally uh, came onto my path because I play a bunch of video games and I've made a bunch of videos on things that are popular and trending. So uh, I've been there since the, uh, the, the, the first like Oculus Rift, right? Uh, but also the much more uh, new things. Uh, I think my favorite headset to use right now is like the Oculus Go. It's like super easy. You put it on and you can, you can go and jump into a roller coaster. It doesn't have any of the wiring and things like that. And, and, and that is, also why I think the, uh, the metaverse is so exciting because we're on this, we're on this cusp. It's, this, uh, it's this, this revolution about to happen and we're here. We're here at the beginning of it. We're here at the start of it. And we are the ones shaping this. We're the ones who are the trendsetters, just like how I experienced this back in the day with YouTube when I was the crazy one at school when I said I'm making YouTube videos and I was getting laughed at and they said, it's a, it's, you're never gonna make it and this and that. And, and, and I continued and throughout the years, now look who's laughing now, right? And, and the same thing I feel like is happening with the metaverse. I was there very early with cryptocurrency and this is, is the next evolution on top of coins, right? We're talking not, not ERC-20 tokens, we're talking ERC-721. These are the non-fungible ones. And, and the amount of possibilities here is just insane. Anything is possible and we're the ones shaping the future. So yeah, so I, I, I'm glad you sort of, you've touched on that because I, I look at NFTs and, and 
I, I, I kind of get the premise. It's obviously like owning the uh, original assets. Mm -hmm. uh, but then part of me looks at the volume of NFTs, not mm -hmm. even so much the prices. Obviously, some of the prices are crazy. And I get, I get the prices on original things um, have, have high value. And I get the utility of an NFT and opening up other experiences, even opening up real world access, whatever it does. Mm -hmm. uh, but part of me is still kind of puzzled. But then, but then the sentence that I refer to that you said is that, you know, yeah, well, people said Bitcoin was crazy. And mm -hmm. so I just have to remind myself, like, you know, if, I'm, if you're saying NFTs are crazy, you're probably wrong. So you need to, like, look a little bit deeper. So just because we haven't touched on NFTs that much in these podcasts, it'd be really great if you can kind of give us an overview beyond my basic summary of, like, it's a digital asset that someone owns. So if, yeah. Yes, yes, of course. So, so at, the, at the beginning of this whole cryptocurrency revolution that started a few years ago, with Bitcoin being, the uh, you know, one of the most popular first first ones right uh, back then it was all about the coins right uh, uh, um, so uh, uh, there wasn't much to do there besides having the decentralized the blockchain and you being the one owning it and it being super safe and secure and tra tra transparent um, more recently uh, um, we've started seeing the non-fungible tokens and and right these are the very unique assets like your phone is your phone there's not another phone like it the mona lisa is one of one there's no other mona lisa out there um whereas a dollar you can have multiple dollars right so uh, so we now have the uh, um the digital equivalent of this so we have a digital uh, a, a thing that we can we can hold right and we have proof that you are the one holding it so so that's the that's the basics of it all now what is possible with this and this is the stupidly super exciting part of it pretty much anything is possible with it so let's start off and let's grab the most popular one we have a board ape okay i have a board ape he's cool he's orange it's my ape what board ape has said is if you own your ape, you own the ape. It's your IP. You can do with it whatever you want. So you can look at this as if it's a roster of, of soccer players, football players, whatever you call it, of 10,000 different ones. They're all on the same team. And I can say, hey, as long as I hold that player, that's my player, and I can do any form of marketing and branding and, and IP licensing, whatever I want to do with this, right? while the entire brand, the entire team is growing, right? So, so what can you do with you know, having this profile picture, this NFT, is I can go and I can write books about my ape, okay? I can license this out and have other people write books about this. And, and this is already happening, okay? I, this, I'm giving examples that are already happening. Um, I can license my ape out to a video game company and say, feel free to put my ape into your in, into your new up, uh, up and coming game. Uh, I can uh, say, all right, I have my ape. You can make a coffee, uh, a, 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 you know, brand or a, a coffee uh, a line about my ape. And these, once again, are already examples that are happening right now. What else can you do with it? Well, if you've uh, been in the space for a while. Everyone who had a board ape a few months ago received a free dog NFT and another mutant NFT, right? It just make keeping it as simple as possible here. Um, 
those two combined are valued at, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, right now, $25,000. So holding that NFT, uh, uh, the most interesting part to me is it can, it can it contribute a ridiculous amount of value in exposure, in a, a passive income, in a little bit more of an active income, right? Going out there and licensing it out. Uh, um, and those are just a few examples. Let me give you a few more examples. With my NFT, with my ape, I can go to exclusive parties, VIP parties, where only people with apes can go to, okay? And this is just the beginning. This is, we're just a few months in. Imagine the amount of utilities that will be possible in a few years from now, when billions and billions and billions of, uh, of dollars and, and people have started jumping in on this and started developing things and building things out. And this is what I see the metaverse is going to be this, you know, all these things working together and, 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 and functioning on a blockchain on, on a web 3.0. Yeah. I can see the utility of the ones, you know, that are, that are early, right? If you're early and it takes off and it gets traction, then you're just early and you've got one of the originals and that's great. Um, I, and I see the kind of like the functionality of how like an NFT can replace like your invitation to the after party for a specific event. I guess, yeah, mm -hmm. what you're, when you're talking about like the board eight ones, it's kind of more exciting because they're like the first set, right? That's, mm -hmm. that's grown. And perhaps there's, there's, it, it's difficult. There's a bit of a disconnect between those kind of valuations and, you know, these sort of the, the number of, nfts that have been suggested i guess they you know at some point right if there's billions of these things then the the, the, the valuations don't correlate right so so uh, since you can do anything with this right um the the, the possibility possibilities are endless too so right now obviously the pricing of of these nfts often is fairly high because the uh, you know Creating your own NFTs uh, is is pretty pricey. You got gas fees and things like that. But then you, you have Ethereum 2.0 coming out, Solana. And these are much cheaper alternatives. Um, but let's say we're in the metaverse, right? And we have this, or in the metaverse, uh, you know, let's say we're living with the metaverse, and and we are in a world inside of this metaverse, which is a virtual world. Um, you can say all right, I'm going to build a house. And to do so, I'm going to mint 100,000 randomly generated bricks, which are just slightly different from each other. Okay. So now you've created 100,000 different NFTs and, and this should all be super easy and super possible in a few years from now uh, for, for a few cents. These are the building blocks of your, of your building. And uh, uh, that's fun and all. Uh, you got a hundred thousand different NFTs everywhere, but let's say later on down the line, uh, uh, you, you say, all right, well, this building has become legendary. It's all cool. Like crazy parties were thrown here. I'm going to start selling these bricks. Now you got a hundred thousand different bricks you can sell, or you can give them away to the community, or you can do this with it. You can do that with it. So, so, so even the very little, um, projects can still hold value. And, and obviously what we're really seeing right now is a lot of projects blowing up and everyone's promising a bunch of things. It's just a matter of, okay, well, this bear market's going to come and all of these, half of these projects are just going to, or 90% of these projects won't exist. 
during the next bull run. Um, yeah, that's right, isn't it? We're in a hype cycle where, um, you know, we just had our kind of first dip and like now, mm -hmm. we're, now we're, we're, we're peaking again. But I guess your analogy there, it kind of really makes sense. Like if you think of, you know, a really legendary building, like a Studio 54 or, you know, somewhere where stuff really went down and, you know, we've got the digital version of that. So, you know, we, it still needs credibility as everything, you know, at the, like Bored Ape have hit credibility, right? You know, they're cool cartoons. They're kind of risk reminiscent of, you know, Bape and Gorillas and kind of all those mm -hmm. really stylish looking things. And they've just managed to do that first, um, not necessarily land grab, but first, first amount of momentum uh, in the digital space. So yeah, the mind kind of boggles uh, when you start to think about the application. So, so your intersection as kind of content creator, game dev, uh, and NFT collector enthusiast all kind of and, and crypto, right? So oh, NFT, crypto, and, and crypto all kind of works works kind of nicely. I see it all coming together now, and I'm like, cool. Okay, well, I'll be the one going out there yelling NFT, NFT, metaverse, metaverse. Mm. It's gonna be the future. I'll be the first one to to say it. I'll be the one. Uh, helping this space, uh, 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 you know, propel to mass adaptation as much as I possibly can, uh, because I feel like, okay, that's my that's my duty. Uh, uh, it, it doesn't get more perfect for me than this. I'm there. I've been there. I'm passionate about it. I know what I'm talking about. Um, let's go. Let's do it. So we're talking about you know reaching mass people on the zeitgeist. What's kind of like your aspiration? For all this what's the aspiration for the field you work in yes yeah, so uh, uh for me it's uh, i'm always about i'm, I'm purpose driven and um for me my 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 life purpose is i want to entertain as many people as possible and 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 and, and here within this uh, um you know this cryptocurrency revolution i i realized okay well the metaverse to me would be the ultimate form of entertainment and especially the metaverse, if it evolves into something such as the Matrix, right, where where you are uh, uh, sucked into it, uh, and 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 I I do not I cannot imagine a future where this wouldn't be possible. Maybe it's going to be fifty years from now. Maybe it's going to be a hundred years from now. But even if it's a thousand, right now we're laying out the foundation for this. Uh, it, the entertainment, uh, um, you know, and 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 entertaining people that is the most ultimate 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 form of it and uh, uh the metaverse is the beginning of this that's what i think um that's what i see that's that's in all honesty it makes the most sense so uh, um so my, my my crypto purpose there is to accelerate the growth uh, uh to uh, uh, you know, realizing this version of the matrix, right? This version of the metaverse. And, and, and for me right now, my focus really is on, okay, I want to get everyone comfortable and everyone, uh, uh, you, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, using NFTs and, and, uh, I'm contributing my little, uh, uh, my little uh, puzzle piece here. I'm working on a little project myself that uh, accelerates all of this and makes it super easy for you to launch randomly generated NFTs. And, and in, in the meantime, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at suggesting uh, ways to make, you know, uh, and, uh, minting NFTs on the Solana network cheaper, right? So I'm just trying to have the barrier of entry as low as possible because 
um, we're making the building blocks of this metaverse and they can be in the form of actual 3D models, but they can also be in the form of profile pictures or memberships or music. Um, but it's, it's like, okay, well, if everyone's going to focus on making these building blocks, we're going to get billions and billions and billions of them in the next few years. And then you have all these tools to, to, to build, build this metaverse out, right? Cool. So yeah, you mentioned two things there, which is the entertainment, but it sounds like the bigger piece you're working on is the actual kind of infrastructure, which is yep. enabling people to mint uh, NFTs in, a, in an easy way, which I guess you've got a project called Launch My NFT, which is yes. launching soon. I, yes, mean, I, I, I mean, obviously want to hear something about that, but also uh, interested in what happens when you randomly generate you know, 10,000 NFTs. And I think I'm starting to get it a little bit here. You know, mm -hmm. previously I was just confused by, okay, well, what happens if there's millions of NFTs? But I, I think it's because I was always attaching this value and valuation to the NFT where mm -hmm. these NFTs can be $5 NFTs and they just serve you a, a bit of a purpose. Let's say they're to do with some club night or some giveaway or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I can give you another great example of, of uh, NFTs that are possible, right? So let's say I'm about to throw a concert. I'm a music uh, um, festival uh, company. Uh, I'm about to throw a big festival. And instead of just doing a regular ticket sale, I say, okay, well, out of my 10,000 tickets that I'm selling or 100,000, however many you want to do, by the way, if this ever will be possible again because of COVID, who knows? <laughs> but um, uh, then what you can do is you can say, all right, instead of purchasing a ticket, everyone purchases the NFT. And these are randomly generated. So some of these NFTs will be more rare than others. These NFTs on entry will function as a ticket. You cannot fake this because you need to prove to them, hey, that's me. I'm there, right? Obviously, you can send your ticket to someone else. But then there's a royalty kickback to these people who, who are throwing the festival. So that's one reason they would do it. Another one, it's hard to fake, pretty much impossible to fake. Um, and now uh, you can uh, provide your, your customers with uh, perks. So for example, one of the randomly generated perks could be you get a free drink. How cool is that, right? Um, another one, you can be like, okay, well, the, the top 10, there's only going to be 10 of these, uh, will get a VIP access as a little gift, right? So you can, as a, as, a, as a big company, provide a lot more value to your customers uh, while profiting off this a lot more too. Um, let me give you some more examples. So now you're done with the concert and your sponsors are like, well, we want to reach these people directly. They can just figure out very quickly who's holding these NFTs and they can send airdrops to these NFT holders. Like, thank you for coming over. Here is an NFT from a band that performed. Um, now you have another NFT because you bought one NFT. So it, it increases the value of this previous NFT. Then you can even say, all right, if you have five of these ticket NFTs, you can merge them all into one ticket NFT for next year to come over. Why would you do this as a big company? Because you drive up the sales, because you get a royalty kickback, because you get loyal customers. And this is just me sitting here coming up with a few ideas very quickly. Uh, imagine if you really take your time and build this out and really ask your audience what they want. Think uh, a merchandise drops to, uh, to these people, but they're all uh, um, 
randomly generated NFTs, right? And, and soon you'll be able to launch these for like five bucks and then distribute it to them. All you, all you need to pay is the gas fees, which I assume are gonna be much lower too soon. Um, so, so there it's, it's a great way to uh, provide people with a lot more value, even for little things, little NFTs, right? Yeah, a lot of that. A lot of that makes sense. I mean, in some ways, that I mean, that is the that is the hardcore infrastructure with the create with the, the ability to have a layer of creativity on top. You know, if you're someone yep. like Live Nation, um, who you know obviously has a lot of concerts when we're allowed concerts. You know, they should be looking at this um, as a strategy um, because you know we'll need the NFT wallet that's deployed with our iOS update, right? The way we have our boarding passes and mm -hmm. various bits in wallets. And, you know, I'm sure wallet soon will then have a, a, an NFT bit to hold, to hold all that. Okay, cool. So yeah, we've, we, we've touched on how there's quite a lot of functionality there. The creativity is, is obviously right for the taking. Let's go into like the creative space a little bit more of the metaverse because obviously you mentioned entertainment is a, is a real big part of your purpose and your ambition. What uh, metaverse entertainment experiences have you seen that you've really liked and thought, ah, oh, okay, great. I, I, mm -hmm. I'm, I, I'm getting that feeling of liftoff where you're like, okay, I can for see me, things. Yeah, for you. Two, two, well, uh, yeah, I would say two, two kind of categories. The first one is, is the concerts, right? Um, I find that very cool and, and, and I personally have experienced a Fortnite one too, where it's like, okay, it's like a big major event. It was like the first time someone did like a gaming live show mm -hmm. of someone performing. And then you started getting these in, um, if I'm not mistaken, Decentraland or mm -hmm. Sandbox, one of the two. I always confuse the two. But um, they, did, they did a big concert there, which is like, okay, I see where this is going. Um, but the real kicker for me was uh, uh, the metaverse gaming and especially the, uh, um, the play to earn models. Mm. Um, you know, as, as a kid growing up, I played so many video games, man. I wish that for every, all these grinding hours, like I've, I've like thousands of hours in some games. I wish I got paid for it. Mm. Um, and because it would have, first of all, made things so much more fun. It, it, it would have helped the economy. It would have made me some money. Um, and I think the metaverse gaming, right, that is gonna revolutionize the crypto space. We're talking, uh, uh, you go and purchase your favorite skin in a video game, uh, which is by your favorite artist. It's randomly generated, so it's unique. There's no skin like this one. Uh, cool, okay, well, you're done playing at, at that one game, like let's say Fortnite, you wanna go to Call of Duty. Well, you can just link your MetaMask wallet there and you can play as your skin that you purchased in that game too. So now we're talking, okay, you got one skin, you can use it everywhere. If you wanna resell it to someone else, you can flip it for more money. You get uh, the, the people who made it get a royalty kickback, or you could even say, I'm gonna rent it out and generate a passive income. Or you can go and say, I'm gonna hold this on for, uh, for a very long time. So, so what the NFT space is doing too, and this whole metaverse, is uh, um, it's creating uh, uh, um, a passive uh, income streams and it's making stupid purchases investments that are all of a sudden gonna start making you money um, if, if this all uh, plays out right. Uh, but yes, for me uh, in gaming and especially a project named Wilder Worlds, 
uh, which I was very impressed by. And, and, and they really set ambitious goals. And so far, they're really delivering on them. They made 10,101 randomly generated cars that you can play with in their uh, um, metaverse game in Unreal Engine 5. So soon when that launches, I have a sick car, I'm gonna go in there, I'm gonna drive with my NFT car. That's a unique car, that's my car. I'm gonna meet up with friends in there and show off my car. I'm gonna race people, I'm, I might even gamble it away, who knows? And, and then in the, in the meantime, I'll go to a clubhouse and I'll go chill in that clubhouse because I'm allowed to enter since I have a board ape, right? So, so to me, that is the future. That is super exciting. And it's just the beginning uh, because there's so much more possible there. What was that name of that game? You mentioned Wilder. W a wilder, wilder Worlds. Wilder yes. Worlds. Okay, yes, cool. yes. Yeah, I think you've touched on a, a, a number of things there. You know, I think renting out your skins, renting out mm -hmm. your cosmetics that you earn in the game and have them generate income for you is... Uh, is, is a logical is a logical step i mean i think being able to move your 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 digital assets across games is something people have been wanting to do for a long time uh and yeah you know grinding out an income uh from a game you know there's that one uh, axes at the moment is, yep. is is really flying isn't it it's getting a lot of investment and it and you know when you see people um grinding on that in the Philippines and it's and actually you know in the pandemic it kind of it suggested like it got a bunch of people out of a hole you know mm -hmm. you know when all their taxi jobs and everything kind of closed down they could just jump on that so I mean there has just been this perfect storm hasn't there for kind of metaverse crypto yep NFTs yep, yep. play to earn um in terms of like the kind of creative experiences are you familiar with things like the wave wave xr the music music nope. platform yeah, no, no, no. yeah, you might enjoy that. It's um, that's much more. So my world is kind of like graphics and hardware and entertainment, mm -hmm. um, but more like using mocap suits and high-end graphics and, and that kind of stuff. So in mm -hmm. a way, what they do is they they allow people, performers, to go to their studio, just jump in a mocap suit, and then it's like, okay, what do you want to be? Uh, you know, do you want to mm -hmm. be like Donkey Kong? Do you want to be a unicorn? You know, what, what's your thing? And then they kind of build sets. Uh, accordingly so it, 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 in our company our vision has always been you know providing access to, to to scenery or to situations that are physically impossible or prohibitively expensive to do in real life um and just where you can kind of create that emotion that really moves people i think they've just done a show with um justin bieber last week because scooter braun's one of their their investors um but yeah, lots going on in music world. Those are, those guys are doing some interesting work. They actually took all the characters from from League of Legends as well and did like a mm -hmm. kind, of, kind of built like this super heavy rock band that were just yep. kind of rocking out. Yeah, yeah, KDA, set. of course. Yeah, yeah, that's what they're called. Uh, right. Yeah, well, actually, it's funny that you're saying this because uh, obviously I have my YouTube company um, and and as a as a side project, a few years ago, I started working on uh, virtual influencers because uh, I saw that was really coming up. So so we do a few things with facial uh, uh, capture uh, that translates into like an animated character, and and we've been we've been researching mocap suits. Um, but I, I can definitely see uh, virtual influencers like these be a hundred percent be the future, uh, and it totally ties in perfectly with the metaverse uh, because in the metaverse having photorealistic 
um, humans is going to be, oh, wow, that's going to be years, years before we can support servers with photorealistic humans live. Uh, it, it, it's going to take a while, especially with the chips shortage. Yeah, what would your, what would your avatar be? Like if you could create an avatar of yourself, because it's all about, you know, creating like a different character of yes. yourself. Well, for, what's, for what's me, your go-to? Yeah, for, for me, it's uh, I've done it for years, right? That's that's what that's what I do. I have this virtual uh, a gamer version of me, and and it's uh, um, I see it. It's 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 me, but with the curly hair and an orange T-shirt, right? Oh. And everyone will know that's me. If you have someone who face doesn't even really have to look like me, just the hair and an orange T-shirt, and and those are the two things that I, I brand myself around to uh, and everyone will immediately know, yo, that's Global Cup, right? Uh, so that's that's what I would look like in the virtual world. Nice. And you'd stick to that. You wouldn't wear, I guess, once you've established people recognizing it. You know, yeah. No... Well, the, the color orange is my brand, right? So, thing, right? so yeah. I'm like orange and then curly hair and ask any, any, anyone on YouTube, they'll be like, oh, that's, that's Global Cup, right? So, so for me, that's really my, 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 my brand. What's that like when people just sort of recognize your avatar? Like even if you made it really simple, right? You just drew kind of a face with no mm -hmm. eyes, no nose, no mouth. You just did curly hair and, and orange. Well, it's, it's funny because every time I go and sign up for a new game and I, I want to use my username, Bubble Cup, it's already taken. Right. And then I try three different other versions and they're also already taken. But uh, 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 no, but, but yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's great. It's building a brand. It's part of my persona. Um, it, it, it focuses on me, right, as the individual, but, but working more on the virtual influencers, I have a lot more creative freedom there to say, okay, well, if I could make, if I could uh, make a better version of, of, of uh, my brand, what would that look like? And what we currently have is, uh, you know, it's, a, it's an influencer named Blue, uh, B-L-O-O, -O, not B-L-U, that's also coincidentally another influencer. Um, and it's a, it, he has a blue t-shirt and he has blue hair, uh, uh, right? And it, it, it just works, you know, oh, that's blue, why? Because he, he likes blue, right? So, so, so those, are, those are some little tricks for me to make it, um, make it even, even crazier than, than what we got right now. And, and did you ever consider like doing um, a, a, a show of yours, you know, virtually? I mean, obviously YouTube's working yes. really well for you, but. Yes, yes, 100%. And I actually have a virtual avatar of myself that looks like how I described it. We actually even uh, got my voice cloned to see if we could have someone else impersonate me without anyone noticing. But during our testing, uh, we saw a, a 30% drop in audience retention. Mm. Um, the moment they didn't see the real me sitting there, but they saw a virtual me sitting there. So uh, uh, what the conclu conclusion was that we came, came to was that people are there to see the real me because they've seen the real me for years. Yeah. So if, if I'd have to start a virtual me, it would have to be its completely separate entity, which we'd yeah, have yeah. to start all the way from the ground up. Yeah. And then the question is, do I want to use my already existing IP for that? Or should I just start a new IP? Like a blue or a green or whatever. just Or a jam or a perp, right? Those yeah, are a yeah. few names we're, we're working on. Nice. Yeah. Um, and this is just kind of a more general uh, question, but interesting given the size of your audience. It's like, what thing did your, what one thing did your work do for your audience that you weren't perhaps expecting? Yes, the, the craziest thing uh, was the, the amount of people who 
uh, saw me as their friend. The amount of people who I helped uh, get through tough times. I had absolutely no idea that people would watch me and really uh, hold on to me and, and see me as a, as a, as, as a, you know, a, a beacon of light. Uh, as a as a as a symbol of of positivity, right? Because that's what that's what my 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 life philosophy is. I always say, you know, you could be standing in front of a red light and get angry that you're go that you, that you're going to be late at work, or you can be standing at a red light and go, oh, thankfully I can go and switch this song and put up a nice song, right? So so uh, every situation in life is all about uh, however you want to label it, and 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 that's really um, what I try to show in my videos that you know it's all about just having a good time because at the end of the day we're all gonna die and then nothing will have mattered besides us having a good time on this planet yeah those are the uh the famous three words from gary vaynerchuk aren't they like so, um, someone was running around after him going give me your advice give me your advice <laughs> and he's leaning out the car he's like you're gonna die <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure he didn't come up with it originally obviously it's uh, some kind of stoic Socrates kind of advice. All right, cool. Well, look, going slightly off track because we've sort of, you know, we've, we've talked about mm -hmm. the business you're working in. And I've got a question here that says, what are you curious about right now? But I just, you know, we don't need to answer that because we've, we've been we've been through that on the NFTs. Actually, yeah, let's, look, let's look at that. What what beyond NFTs or what further integration? I get, I get that your, your head's completely in NFTs at the moment, but mm -hmm. what else might you be curious about in your scope of, of work? Yeah, I'm, I'm very curious to see what's next, right? And, and I'm waiting for the next thing. So a lot of NFTs are launching and I'm like, cool, okay, they're, they're, it, you're not unique. This has already been done. Mm. Um, uh, where is the space going to and what is that new, uh, uh, you could say, you know, unicorn that's going to pop out of nowhere? And, and especially the why behind it. Why? Why is this so interesting? NFTs all of a sudden popped out of nowhere. And, and you're like, oh, okay, now everyone's talking NFTs. And now it's metaverse. What is there beyond the metaverse? What are the things that we cannot envision right now to happen? And that's what I'm really curious about. I think one thing that's still missing in this puzzle is what is the next evolution of influencers, right? I'm betting it all on VTubers because they're infinitely scalable and they never get tired, but uh, there might be another, another thing, another form of entertainment that we've not thought of, another form of entertainment that's only possible on the blockchain, that's only possible uh, because of NFTs, because of all these smart contracts. So, so I'm very, just, I'm all in all just super curious to see where is this space gonna go? because crypto is already so unknown to people. NFTs is super unknown. The metaverse, people don't even understand what it means. I'm like, okay, what's the next thing? Because I'm eager to learn about that. Okay, so I'd like to hear more from you about VTubers, because obviously this is something you're gonna know a lot about. I mean, I think the premise of VTubers is really fascinating. There's probably some constraints there if we're, if we're expecting VTubers to hold good two-way conversations. Uh, I get that they can do outward dialogue. Yeah, well, what VTuber mm -hmm. projects have you looked at that you're, you're really interested in or thought are good or are worth people checking out? Yes, yes, actually, uh, I got one myself called Blue. Definitely check it out. Um, right. uh, another few ones, uh, AI Angel. Uh, it was a very impressive one I saw. And then you have um, AI Channel, which is like a Japanese channel. And, and, and those to me, 
uh, and they and they have more a uh, little bit more traditional VTubers like uh, uh, Lux, if I'm correct, or Nux, Nux, sorry, Nux. Mm -hmm. um, um, right, the 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 label VTuber is very big. It's more of like a virtual influencer. It's not necessarily about the person behind the camera, but it's more about uh, the character that they portray. Much more than how I'm sitting in front of the camera right now in my cam my my persona on camera on my channel is different there they have another visual layer uh, uh, dividing it and and that is really when you become that vtuber um what i'm personally most curious about is to see uh, uh certain protocols uh, uh, uh building this out and and especially in the future having ai involved to do script writing to, and, and eventually even make the videos or edit the videos would be the second step. Then for them to film the videos and, and potentially even do uh, um, uh, voiceover and acting um, based on whatever is happening and for this all to be entertaining. Uh, other things we've experimented with with GPT-3 um, is uh, uh, an AI generating video titles, video ideas in a way um, and that was surprisingly fun, but nothing good came out of it. Unfortunately, we had some, I mean, I can't even say it here. That's how offensive some of the video <laughs> ideas were. Yeah. Um, but it, it was like 24 hours of being and then yeah. feel something in there that's probably the worst you could think of. And then the AI threw this out there. Um, so, so I, I'm very curious to see, see where that's going to go. And I think it's, there's going to be a breakthrough there throughout the next years well the, well, the breakthroughs are happening right uh, but at one point it's just gonna all come together and then it's it's like okay now you got this master big gigantic ai which uh, uh will be able to also destroy the entertainment industry like it's most likely going to be consuming every other industry out there yeah i think the prospect of an ai sort of responding to to, to comments and then building a set right just kind of mm -hmm. building a virtual set and acting it out is mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it is really fascinating right okay so going uh, going slightly away from the from the the industries we work on if you could have a billboard with anything on it uh uh just you know traditional billboard uh out in the street as people go past it uh and you want to help people build a new reality what would you mm -hmm. what would you have on there um i i would probably put my my ape on there and and say something like uh, uh, this ape is worth and then a price tag uh, uh, you, and then something underneath it saying like you should definitely Google NFTs uh, because um, I think that the stage we're in right now is that we got a lot of very talented people building things out and that's going to take years. We got a lot of projects working on building these communities and that's going to take years. Um, but the major thing we got to do is we got to get more players in. We don't have enough people. We need to uh, uh, find a way to have this uh, mass adaptation where everyone's just like, okay, my mom needs to understand what NFTs are. She needs to get familiar with it. She needs to know uh, how to purchase them. She needs to know, uh, you know, how to have them in your wallets. Uh, and she needs to know what a wallet means, right? And, and I think gaming is the thing that's gonna do this because everyone, a lot of people understand, understand games. And now it's like, okay, you can play a game, you can start gathering items and money, like play to earn, and whenever you're ready for it, you can go and claim 
your rewards and start learning about wallets and, and, and cryptocurrencies and NFTs and, and really jump into it. But gaming is the first one that makes it easy access. So, so I would say anything uh, or maybe Google the metaverse. Uh, that's what I would put on my billboard. Okay, so you'd steer them in that direction. We didn't really cover what is, what is, can you tell us a little bit about your project, Launch My NFT? What is that going to be Of course, about? of course, of course. So, uh, like I said, I got into crypto years ago and I've always been coming up with crazy ideas, uh, uh, you know, stuff like a, a universal basic income coin or, uh, um, you know, having a crypto that funds uh, real estate investments. I, these were just some brainstorm ideas and I never really thought, okay, well, this is going to go anywhere. And um, with this in the back of my mind, I thought, okay, I see NFTs popping up everywhere right now. I started researching them. I bought a few and I was obsessed week after week after week. I, started, I kept on buying, spending way too much money. And then I, I, I was faced with the fact that, you know, you're a creator you should probably create your own NFT. Why do you not have one? You're just consuming, consuming, consuming. Go create, that's what you do, that's what you love doing. And I thought, okay, I'm gonna make my own NFT, right? So I started writing out a bunch of ideas and I came up with some cool creative ones. And um, I, I reached out to some people and I said, okay, well, I've got this idea, let's work on it. And he said, woof going to take a few months before I can launch this. And I'm like, no way, really? Like I made the art. How hard can it be to generate 10,000 different versions of them and then put them on the blockchain and sell them to people? So I started looking into it myself some more. Turns out step one is randomly generating 10,000 different unique uh, images with correct metadata attached to it. Uh, which is already tricky if you have 13 million combinations. And if you want to automate it, it makes it even more complicated. Then you need to uh, proceed to uh, put these on a blockchain, whichever one you want, uh, um, with, through smart contracts, put them available to be minted by people, which is an HTML website. So you're talking HTML, you're talking Solidity, you're talking Python. you got to be comfortable with all three of these. Um, and on top of all of this, there is no tutorial that shows you how to do this. It doesn't exist yet because it's so new. Mm. This process, you can outsource to a partner, a, a third party company, it takes months, it takes like two months to do it. It'll cost you $50,000. And that's when I was like, that's BS. There has to be a website where I can just drag my files and drop them because you have all the randomly generated layers and then it out comes your NFT mint page. Turns out that didn't exist. And that's when I thought, okay, I cannot, I cannot beat around the bush. I got, I got to start this. I got to do it. There's it. I'm confronted with it. <laughs> I'm at a dead end. I don't like being at a dead end. I see a big opportunity here. Um, I know the right people. I, I, I know the right players. I, I have a name. Like I'm, I'm comfortable with it. And that's when I jumped in, in, into it. And, and we, we've been working on it for a few months now. And uh, it works. We have uh, Ethereum supported. We got Solana supported. We're working on getting the mint fee as low as possible. And it takes two minutes, two minutes to launch a randomly generated NFT collection compared to two months before of manual labor. We've automated the entire process and anyone can do it. It's totally free. We're providing the service to everyone. So unfortunately, everyone working on this right now 
it's going to be out of a business uh, if you're if you're doing if you're doing this manually because I'm going to do it for free. Uh, we're launching November thirtieth, and um, uh, it's all all done it for free. It's a two minute long process. All we do is we charge a slight commission for every sale that you get, and then after that, it's all yours, right? Uh, um, because I'm all about okay, open transparency transparency for the people. We even provide people with their own smart contracts so they can do everything themselves. Uh, we have uh, scam-proof systems built in. We're building out even more features. We're looking to build out even more blockchains. Uh, we even want to assist with more steps of this process like marketing and promoting and discoverability uh, to really make this NFT uh, a revolution as crazy as you guys can ever think of. I think we're just at the beginning. If you think there's a lot of NFT projects happening right now, you wait, you wait until more services like these are out there. And, and we're the first ones. No one has done it. Launching in two weeks from recording. I don't know when this is going live, um, but I think it's going to revolutionize the space uh, uh, for, for the better, uh, or at least it's going to help out a lot of people. And that's why I'm very happy with it. Nice. And just for clarity, do you provide the, the, the random generation service as well? Or do people need to do the random generation? Everything, themselves? everything. So everything besides art, art, you got to do yourself. You got to mm -hmm. make your own layers. Mm -hmm. Then let's say you have uh, 50 different attributes. You chuck them all. You just drag them into our, into our program or it's not even a program on our website. And then you provide us with the, uh, the layers and the rarities you want, want to have. You hit generate and it does it all for you. And then out comes e uh, images for you to use and metadata for you to check. Mm -hmm. And then you can say, all right, that's good. You put it back in and then uh, we, we execute it. We deploy it, the smart contract. We provide you with a minting page for you to send your customers to. Uh, it makes the entire process super easy, but yes, everything. So, so even if there is something we haven't added yet, please suggest it and we'll get it added because uh, uh, there's only one party that has to do this and has to do it well. And then everyone can focus on other more important things than executing the same smart contract every single day. Nice. Sounds like a really, really good service. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll get the podcast out just before you launch. So yeah, excited to give that a go. Uh, yes. Yeah. November 30th. It's free for everyone. Like I said, got that day. Okay. Two more questions. Um, do you have any favorite theories? Like I have a favorite theory called Solomon's paradox, where it's easier mm -hmm. to tell someone else, give someone else good advice than to give yourself good advice. Or it's very mm. easy. It's very easy to point out what someone should do. Do you have any sort of general theories like that that you, uh, you reference? Um, well, one of my, my favorite ones is, um, uh, priming, I don't know if this is the correct term, priming your brain for certain things. Mm. Like if, if, uh, if I say, um, uh, uh, ladder, 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 and you go for a walk now, you're going to see a lot more ladders because mm. your brain has, has been triggered. It's been activated in the ladder part. Right. Um, or if I, if, there's this, there's this name for it, like, if you explain a, a specific word to someone, all of a sudden you start hearing it everywhere, right? And, and, and I really like that and I really like exploring that concept because you can do the exact same thing for positivity in your life, right? So if you train your brain to only see positive things actively and actively look for positive things, uh, it's, it's, it's uh, um, 
you know, they're, well, they're, they're still figuring things out with the brain, but it works. It works. You're going to start seeing more positive things. So you're going to see more fun things all of a sudden. And all of a sudden, you're going to be more fun and you're going to have more fun, even though nothing in your life has to change. It's just about the way you perceive reality. And, uh, um, and, and why is this an interesting, such an interesting thing? Because in every field of your life, it can be beneficial uh, in your marriage. If you only look for positive things now in your partner, you're going to be looking for positive things. You're going to be a better husband or wife or, or whatever, right? And um, uh, uh, the same thing goes for business. You're now uh, primed to look for the good things. So you're going to see more good business opportunities and less flaws. And, and, and for me, that's really how I, uh, uh, how I live my life um, and how I actively uh, try to train myself uh, look for the positives and, and all of a sudden the positives start popping up everywhere. You're going to see opportunities everywhere. You're going to jump on these opportunities and, 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 and you'll just acquire wealth just like that, right? It's Think and Grow Rich is a wonderful book. I, I, I've read too about this. If you think you're going to be rich in a way, if you think you deserve to make more money, now all of a sudden you're going to start making more money and it sounds super strange, uh, but, but there is scientific evidence backing uh, uh, you know, that there is uh, uh, certain, certain parts of it are true. Yeah, I agree. I'm a big fan of that, that, that brain hacking and the sort of conscious mm -hmm. direction and the, the plasticity of the brain. Yes, yes, it's yes. A, it's, yes. A, it's a fascinating field. Yeah, you touched on one book you like there, Think and uh, Grow Rich, which I think is Napoleon Hill. Yes, uh, Are yes. there any other uh, books that you really yes. uh, enjoy that would recommend? Too many, too many. P uh, Positive Mental Attitude, PMA. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I think that's what the book is called too. Um uh, written by someone who worked with Napoleon Hill, if I'm correct. Then uh, we have uh, Man's Search for Meaning, which also uh, revolves around this exact same concept. It's about uh, Dr. E. Well, she's the writer. It, it's about an Auschwitz survivor who, uh, while he was there... Oh, it's uh, Fritz, it's, uh, Fritz. I know the one you mean. Fritz and... Uh, yes. Yes. Sure. El, Car El Carol dwells is is mindset, I believe. Yes, yeah. but you, you know which one I'm talking about, yeah. and and it's a beautiful book about Victor Frankl. Victor Frankl. Yes, Victor Victor Frankl. That's the one. Um, it, it, it talks about how even in the worst circumstances, people could still have good and bad days, pure because they could decide. Uh, if they would have a good or a bad day, if they, they could decide and choose if this was a good or a bad thing. And, and that's something you can never take away from people. Uh, but that also means that you're the only one in control of it. And, it, and you can live your life uh, um, looking through, uh, you know, uh, an optimistic point of view and have a much better life than when you look through it as in a pessimistic way, uh, even though you're living the same physical life. It's all about everything in your brain uh, those are some some of my favorite more recent books that i've read love it so that's great so we've gone from nfts and the metaverse and that everything is in front of us and uh, rounded it off with some actual science and reflection that we can use day to day i'm also a big fan of, uh, of, of those kind of books and it's a very what about you my, uh, my, my recommendation my recommendation for a book if you're interested uh in this kind of stuff would be uh, molecules of emotion Mm, okay i'll and, go check it out and that is pretty much about how kind of uh, emotion is held at a cellular level 
mm-hmm. and 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 therefore uh, by sort of using techniques that you just described, you know, you can actually uh, affect yourself physically. Uh, and there's a great backstory because the the, the woman uh, Candice Pert was the author of it, and she kind of discovered a bunch of this stuff like in the 80s and 90s. But her, you know, her um, supervising professor got all the credit. Uh, but she was the badass that figured it out while we were still in those sort of sexist times. Yep, yep. Geordie, it's been fantastic to uh, talk to you. Thank you for joining me on uh, Building New Realities podcast. It's been a real pleasure to go, like I say, from the metaverse into like positive uh, mental attitude each day. So I really appreciate that. Yes, thank you for having me. And, and, and I guess like the big shout out is for everyone to look out for Launch My NFT, which uh, is yes. going to be in a couple of weeks or probably in a week by the time we launch that. Is there anywhere else where we should be directing people for you? I mean, they pretty much uh, know where you are anyway. I would say go to my Twitter at Quobblecup. Uh, that's where I'm all about that crypto uh, stuff. And um, that's where, yeah, that's where all this stuff's happening. Great. Lovely to chat to you. Thank you for having me.